0: Mission
1: show everybody We can't record Because uh, Dave is Currently at the World Series Yeah poor poor Dave I know His uh, Cleveland Indians Have made it To the World Series
0: Who would have thought mm. And uh, the Cubs right Yeah Cubs and Indians ah, Makes you want to Go
1: back to the beginning of the season And put some money on the Cubbies huh.
0: Oh, back to the future joke. uh, What time does the game start? They're probably playing right now, actually, right? Um, I'm guessing. I don't know.
1: Don't necessarily pay attention to much baseball.
0: Mm.
1: I'm more of a football guy.
0: I did right up until the Mets' unceremonious end to the season. Mm. Stupid playoff game. Wild card game. One game. That's not a series. Who was it? it? Uh, the Giants. Giants. Hmm. well maybe next year we lost all our pitching so uh didn't really belong in the postseason i don't think but uh, it's, good. it's only the second time they've ever made it in back-to-back years so bar set pretty low <laughs> for those Mets.
1: well but anyway so i actually have a discussion for you two of them Um, Since we can't record Eternal Darkness, um, one of them would be discussing horror movies. Mm -hmm. The other one would be discussing MMOs, massively multiplayer online games.
0: Uh, That's been an interesting topic around my office lately.
1: MMOs have, huh? Yeah. How so? Uh,
0: Two people that I work with are very, very into... World of Warcraft. The Worlds of Warcraft, yeah. Yep. And then I've got one other buddy who is very into games but never really played World of Warcraft. But he is massively into Diablo. Uh, And so they finally talked him into picking it up. And he went as heavily addicted into World of Warcraft just in the last week uh, as I've seen him into anything like The Division. Wow, really? Really? yeah i i I don't know that he's never played it before, but maybe he has, but it's been a long time uh-huh uh but but he went into it hard, you know, boosted his character up to level a hundred and then overnight got from like one oh two to one oh nine which uh,
1: that's insane
0: yeah so um
1: you said he was a big division player too, yep. Well, he would be uh, happy to know that they just released a patch today for The Division, which fixes the living shit out of that game. So he might want to jump back into that. Interesting. Yep, I've been playing a little bit of that since I got home. Um, Yeah,
0: they fixed that game completely. That's a game I need to put a little more time into.
1: It's a fun game. It's a real fun game.
0: Yeah, I actually had a pretty good weekend for games for the first time in a long, long time. Oh yeah, what'd you play? Uh, finally played Overwatch for the first time. Yeah, what do you think of that? It's pretty good. It was maybe not as different as I was expecting. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what I was really expecting. As I guess I was expecting more tracer first off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess I didn't really even know what the gameplay was. was sort of a Class-based shooter,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which it is, uh, yeah. and it's good. It's very polished. But my my biggest problem with it is the problem that plagues me every week, which is while I have a brand new computer that I built, I have piss poor internet. Yeah. So anything that's dedicated online without much of a single-player game is a bit uh, a bit hard to get invested into at the moment until I move.
1: So let me ask you this, uh, in the amount of time that you played overwatch, um, what character were you liking?
0: I really only played one. Uh, I tried a few different characters out in some of the solo stuff, a little bit of the solo stuff, but really the only character I played online was that like agent 76 or soldier 76, soldier 76. Yeah. Yeah, he's your classic
1: Call of Duty character.
0: Yeah, and that's what he looked like. You know, I I'm seeing the big barrel of a gun. I'm like, all right, this would be a good way to get. He's a good intro character. You he know, is. I don't I don't need to learn how to play him. It's point and shoot.
1: He's actually a fantastic character, like just all around. Like he has great survivability. You know, he does great DPS. Um, he he's he he he, he can play kind of like a, a a bit of a healer. If need be, throw down his little healing thing uh, and it can heal some of the party members if they back up kind of thing.
0: Yep. Yeah, I've, I've been doing some of that, although I always seem to die at the hands of the uh, Reaper. So Reaper,
1: is, yeah, Reaper's... Just uh, kills me
0: every every game, no matter who I'm playing against. I mean, I didn't get to play that long. I only put maybe an hour in online, but uh, just every every time I see a Reaper, I'm pretty much dead.
1: Reaper, yeah, Reaper's pretty hardcore. Uh, Reapers are sneaky, and uh try to come up behind you and just, you know, shotgun you in the back a couple of times and you're dead. Um Yes.
0: They kept walking right up to the front of me with their little spin spin move where they just kill everybody. Yeah, their ultimate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh the best thing to do when you're playing soldier is try and stay behind a tank, uh like a Reinhardt shield or D.Va when she's pulling up her uh matrix. So um always have somebody kind of bigger than you in front of you. Um Yeah,
0: that was probably my favorite part of what i played because i probably put maybe two and a half two hours in total yeah i was doing some solo stuff and then i did a little bit of the uh the just versus ai right and then and then i finally did my my quick plays but just the number of characters and the way that they all look to be quite different is probably my favorite thing so far yeah
1: well here's the thing um right now they got an event going on it's the halloween event and if you do the brawl, that actually attunes you to those four characters. So there's only four characters you can use in the brawl right now, which is uh, Hanzo, Soldier 76, uh, McCree, and uh, Anna. And um, that is kind of like a horde mode. So mm. you're, not, you're not fighting against other people. You're fighting against just like random uh, characters that come in. Um, and it's kind of Halloween themed. Uh, but it's a really great way to just drop that on easy and then jump in there with three other people. And just, um, just, it's kind of like a shooting gallery. And I think it serves as a pretty good little tutorial to learn some of those characters. Um, I know I, I got a lot more attuned to Anna after playing a little bit of that brawl. Uh, sounds good. So there's a, there's yeah. Characters are the characters are fantastic. I'm a big Reinhardt player. Um, although I have been, uh, kind of pushing toward D.Va. I usually play tanks. Not very good with Roadhog because you got to be real accurate with that uh, hook that he has.
0: Yeah, I saw a bunch of guys playing that. That looked pretty fun. I mean, oh. I, I died pretty quickly to some of those.
1: Yeah, Roadhog's, Roadhog's pretty good. That's the thing, and I think Jay said it best, was that uh, he says you can sit down and play Overwatch and just play one character and say, wow, this is the best character in the game. And then, and then switch and play a different character. And then you say, wow, this is the best player in the game. And it's, it's every character is balanced and fine tuned. They all have a role and they're fantastic.
0: Except for the Reaper.
1: Reaper. Hey, you, maybe you should play, play Reaper. He has survivability. Does he? Oh yeah. He can, like that's the thing. He's sneaky. He can come up behind a guy. And like, like a group of guys, and blast them. And when they turn around to shoot him, he can get, turn into a shadow and kind of float away, and he, he can't get hit while that's happening.
0: Oh, that would be a, a pretty nice ability. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I don't know, I enjoyed it. I would I would love to put some more time into it. But, you know, I, I was at the point, internet-wise, last night, where I couldn't open a web webpage. Oof. Just wouldn't work. And that's with me having, like, a 100% connection to my to my network, I reset the router. Now, you know, take like a minute or two minutes to. Mm. So, when it's not that bad, I-, I was actually surprised that Overwatch worked as well as it did. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to put some more time into it and see if it can handle some of the ups and downs of my, of my network. Mm. Okay. So what else
1: you play? You said you had a pretty good weekend.
0: Yeah, I did have a pretty good weekend. I played through Journey for the first time.
1: Oh yeah, I still have that on my hard drive. I've never touched it.
0: I had neither. Uh, I, I I was already having a good weekend. I said, all right, what's what's something that I've wanted to play for a long time that I could bust out in a day? And by day, apparently, it's only two hours long. <laughs> but uh, it's gorgeous. Uh, it's a bit more of a game than Flow. I really liked Flower uh Flow I thought it was cool but I didn't really get as invested into it right uh I actually think Flower was still my favorite by Flower what what are they that game company mhm so I think Flower is still my favorite Journey Journey was pretty good though it had, it had a bit more it was maybe a bit less thoughtful a bit more emotional mm-hmm. than Flower but yeah nice nice quick little romp and then Uh, Again, I think uh, a ringing endorsement for the idea of trophies. Not the kind of thing I would really care about in a game like this, but I could imagine very easily saying, yeah, I played through it, I'm done. But now there's so many more things I can go back into uh, after the fact, you know, on on second and third playthroughs to get a little bit more value if that's what you want to call it out of the game right you know it was a beautiful experience for what it was so does it do, do i need to get more out of it i don't know i could probably play it again in a year and then still be newly impressed with with how with how it was done mm-hmm. but uh just for what was there it was nice i don't remember how much i paid for it but it, it was a nice little nice little two-hour run
1: yeah mine
0: was free because that, that's even so better
1: yeah <laughs> Gave it to us on PS
0: Plus. Maybe mine was. I think I had already bought it, but I, maybe maybe I was playing the free version as well. Mm. Uh, anything else? Yeah, I finally finished Rogue Galaxy. Hey, you know, little late, better late than never. Right. Uh, it's funny because I spent a lot of time with it because when we were finishing up the recordings for Rogue Galaxy, you know, I had been to the end boss twice and like the the last part of the end boss twice and I and I had failed due to not blocking one hundred percent of the time. Uh-huh. And so I kind of anticipated that it was going to take me a few more runs, maybe one to get used to it and then one to figure out his patterns and then I would get it on the next one. Right. So I on those subsequent runs through the many, many Three Boss bosses. Yeah. Uh, what I decided I wanted to do was to level up the rest of my characters because I had – throughout the game, I had been saving all of the, I guess, critical and non-critical level up components for my main cast of three characters. And I was like, good. I don't care if the other characters are way vastly underpowered because I'm never going to use them until I get to this section and I have to use them. So – what I did was I spent literally a full half hour just going through and filling out everybody's level up charts, you know just to give them the ability to double their damage or whatever you know everybody's got some sort of power up abilities uh because while some of my characters were doing three or four hundred damage per hit against these mini bosses and the fights were only taking five minutes, mm. some of the other ones specifically Zegram. I was only putting out sixty, fifty damage. Right. Ba- baseline thirty damage per hit, <laughs> and it was just it was like a it was like a thirty minute battle, thirty or forty minute battle for that one fight. God, maybe, maybe not, maybe not quite that long. It's probably fifteen minutes though. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna level everybody up I can, and and just that way, when I go through this whole process two or three or four times, I, I won't be as frustrated that I didn't level it up already. So I went through and did all that, and then I started the whole multi-boss battle, got to the end, and beat it on my first try. Wasn't even that hard. Uh, there aren't even th- – there were still a couple times when the last part of the boss does sort of the counterattack mm-hmm. where you had these kind of glowing orbs. And sometimes I feel like it would hit me two or three or four times in a row, yeah. you know. As soon as you get hit once, you get all four hits, and those were like three or four hundred damage per hit, and I'm just chaining together four of them before I can even get my feet back on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I got hit by one of those, and I was down to eight life Good God. out of fourteen hundred. I was down to eight life, and uh, that 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 was the one close call I had. But you know, beat it on the first try, ending. All, all of the stuff that comes – like that end boss, aside from the fact that it's a pain in the butt if you ever have to replay it, it's pretty it's pretty epic as far right. as endings go. Oh, yeah. It's pretty excellent as far as an end boss goes. Not just the fights but all the little cinematics in between and, and what you're actually fighting, this, this weird amalgamation. But then everything after that I thought was a, a little bit lackluster.
1: Yeah, I mean the, it kind of just ends –
0: yeah, it's kind of like, all right, we'll drop her off, and then there's an emotional end where they say goodbye, and they're both fighting to try and get her back, but she's made up her mind to stay, and then they leave, and then they go decide and to go they, back, and then it says back. the end. <laughs> yeah. What? That's, it, it seems like you're pulling me around in circles here. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's but, that's yeah.
0: But I can imagine they go on fun adventures
1: Oh, I'm sure That we'll never get to see in Rogue Galaxy 2 Yeah But um Anything else?
0: Uh, got another level and a half Into Eternal Darkness Okay, Didn't die once in a level and a half After dying like 35 times In the two previous levels
1: Well, i tell you what In that level that you're talking about with the monk guy Yep You get the best thing in the game
0: yeah, maybe you did. I didn't.
1: I got... Well, you, no, no, you get it. It's the one where you have to double... You can double up the power of your spells. Oh, yeah, that. On top of that shield. Oh, yes. Oh, that shield is so good. Yeah, the protection spell. Oh, yeah. i go nowhere without that. Yep. So now I can yep. take five hits without getting hurt once.
0: Yeah, it... It's funny, just starting off with nothing or starting off with a torch, and now all of a sudden um, I'm a magical badass. Yeah. About time.
1: So yeah, we got that going. I I did that as well. I haven't went any
0: farther. Um, Yeah, what else did I do? I did one other thing. Uh, Maybe that was it. I -hmm. finished a book. You finished a book? What book? Uh, It's a book called Mirror Earth. It's a pop science, nonfiction book. It covers the history of the search for Earth-like planets and some of the people involved and the techniques involved in being able to identify planets, call them planets, and then try to figure out something about their composition. Hmm. So that, that was a pretty cool book. Uh, I was interested that it, you know, a lot of it is referencing events that took place at Harvard and MIT, okay. and I was just there like a week ago in that same area, so it was k- kind of cool just to think that, you know, hi- history happens. You might not even know it. You could be walking by a building, and inside that building, anything could be happening. That's true. You know, history could be being made right next to you, and most of the time, you probably wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, and then what I did after that was started my prep for NanoRimo. So I'm um, I'm feeling pretty good. Less than a week left. So yeah, I, it was my first weekend at home. I got a lot done. I also did all kinds of like stuff around the apartment. Got packed for this next trip. Yeah. So yeah, finally. I was uh I, I need a few more weekends like that.
1: Well there you go. Cool. I've been kind of busy with review games. Holy crap.
0: What are you reviewing at the moment?
1: Um, well, I finished everything I was reviewing. I uh, finished up... Uh, a free agent? Yeah. I did um, World of Final Fantasy.
0: Oh, really? Uh-huh. I
1: like that game a lot.
0: Is it what I'm imagining it is?
1: What, World of Final Fantasy?
0: Yeah. What do you think it is? World of Warcraft?
1: No. <laughs> no, no, no. That's 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 Final Fantasy fourteen. Um
0: right. it seemed weird that they would come out with I don't know if it was like a kid version because it looks a little cartoony.
1: It kinda is. Um think of it as a mixture between Final Fantasy and Pokemon. Uh um and it reminded me a lot of Mystic Quest. Um, because you only really have two party members the entire time. Mm. Uh, you'll get you you capture monsters or mirages as they call them. And uh what you do is you stack them on top of your head. <laughs> so it Of course. Be, yeah, I mean it's it's really kiddy kinda. Um but uh you stack these mirages on top of your head and it actually like it takes all the stats of that character and adds it to you, so you have like this one big beefed up character. Mm. Um, and all the different combinations and stuff adds like new abilities, stuff like that. It's actually a really cool game. Um, but it's simplistic in nature to where I think like a, a kid, I wouldn't say a kid. I'd say probably like a a nine, 10, 11 year old would really enjoy it. Okay. Um, it feels kind of like, uh, a starter RPG for people. And it has a bunch of final fantasy characters in it too. And their little chibi forms.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I saw from sort of the advertising for it.
1: I did that. I played uh, Darkest Dungeon. Wrote that review today. Um, originally wasn't. I mean, I wasn't say I wasn't feeling it. I was just saying it, it. It was left up too much to chance, and it's still. I still feel that it's, a lot of it's left up to chance. But kind of the same feeling I got with like Dark Souls and stuff like that. Where the shit's hard, but if you make it through it, it feels great.
0: Yeah. Really satisfying.
1: Yeah. And that's what that game is. It's basically like that. Um, and the, uh, just the presentation's fantastic in that. Hmm. But, um, it, I suggest playing it on the PC if you do, because. They try their damnedest to make it work with a controller, but holy shit, sometimes those (laughs) menus are hard to navigate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would love to spend some more time on the PC. I haven't really put much time into it at all. I mean, I I still have about five games queued up that I desperately want to play, including The Witcher 3.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. Is like every day I feel like, you know what? I'm going to play Witcher 3 today, and I never end up doing it.
0: I've even booted it up a couple times in the last month. I have too. And then I get to that the just the home screen, and I'm like, wow, this is an investment. I'm not sure if I have this in me tonight. <laughs> maybe maybe just five minutes of something else.
1: That's the thing, is that I need to take a break from reviewing games for like a month and yeah. just say, you know what? I'm going to do nothing but play The Witcher 3. I'm not going to play Overwatch. I'm not going to yeah. do anything else. I'm just going to play Witcher 3. And enjoy the crap out of it. Because to be honest with you, I bought that game at a discount at the same time. I should have just waited and got the, the game of the year edition because it came with all the DLC. I have The Witcher 3, uh, Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine. And I have, me- I've put three hours into that game.
0: Yeah. One does not just dabble with The Witcher 3. No. You need to commit. Yeah. And that's my problem.
1: And I really, really want to play that game. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, me too. I have that. I want to finish up the, not the newest, but the Deus Ex from before that. Human Revolution. Yeah, Human Revolution, uh, Starcraft two, and Overwatch. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to sit down and play all four of those games.
1: I play too much Overwatch. I just uh, that's all uh, I play.
0: How much time do you think you've put into it so far?
1: I can probably tell you. Hang on, let me just bring up Battle.net and I will boot it up and I will tell you exactly. They, they oh, keep...
0: accidentally booted it up. Uh, this call's over.
1: Yep. <laughs> Let's see here. Because I'm curious now. I I've got my career profile. Uh, I have put... Da-da-da-da-da. Move, move, move. Nvidia Shield crap. Um, Statistics. I put 48 hours into the game. That's solid. Uh,
0: 29 of those have been in Reinhardt alone. Oh, wow. That is uh, far and away your top character. Yep. What's your Uh, next highest?
1: Lucio. Five hours into Lucio. Okay. And then Soldier 76, three hours. Diva, three hours. Mercy, two. May, two.
0: Rest of them minutes. You must have identified him pretty early on. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, see, that's the thing. Was like before I'd even played the game, Jay, I asked Jay, I was like, hey, um, do they have like tank? Because I didn't know how the game played. And I asked Jay, he'd been in the beta, and I was like, do they have like tank characters and stuff? And he's like, yeah, he showed me. And the first thing he showed me was a video of Reinhardt. And I said, okay, that seems like a really cool character. And I would say for the most part, Reinhardt's kind of a needed character on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, not all the time, but on most maps, Reinhardt is definitely one of those that you're like, okay, if we want to do really well, we need a Reinhardt. And so everybody seems to want to play Hanzo or Genji. It seems like everybody wants to play these DPS or sniper characters. Nobody ever really wants to go tank. And so i always go tank. Or if I'm not, I'll switch over to the Lucio and do healing.
0: So, yeah, I wonder if the, I should probably pick up a tank character as well because I, I did notice it gives you those little, those little notes before you start, and it was basically always you have no healer and you have no tank.
1: Yeah. Very few tanks, very few healers, no healers, you know, shit like that. I was like, oh God, all right, fine, I'll do it. That's what happens. Like, and see, I'm, I've been jumping into competitive play, and in competitive, you know you're you're scored and and ranked and stuff like that, mm. and you have to communicate with your team and if you don't, then you kinda lose um so I'm doing quick play just to kinda like i wanna f- play m- what a character i wanna play you know just play i'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck around with tracer or something like that, so yeah.
0: Yeah, this is one thing I'm excited about because this seems like a good game for communication. Yeah. Uh, And again, I haven't been able to play many multiplayer games because of this internet situation. But I also have never really been able to play any game with verbal communication on my desktop, which is obviously the only place I'm going to be doing any gaming because – I had – for a long, long time, I had an old corrupted bootleg version of XP mm-hmm. that just was barely functional. Uh, I had so many weird issues with my computer. Like every time it would, it would start to warm up if I was playing a game, sometimes even if I wasn't playing a game, the thing would just cut out. And I, I think that goes all the way back to the day we built that computer where we there was some issue with – the memory not necessarily syncing up perfectly with the motherboard, so we were trying to like adjust these like latency timings and stuff on the memory, and it was just nonsense. We should have never done that. And it never it just never worked. I, I've never had a printer that was been that's been able to work with it in the last s- six years or so. Yeah. And what I also never had access to was the two front USB ports. They would work for charging, but every time I would plug a headset into them It it, it would just be all static and I couldn't hear anything. But then when I finally paid for Windows 8, installed that on my computer, it fixed like every single issue I had, every hardware issue, every software issue, every connectivity issue. They all like magically fixed because I I don't think I had been able to update a driver in half a decade. Uh, So I did that – so I, built, I rebuilt the computer and put Windows 8 on it. So now I have like a powerful computer. but And I've just never – since that day, I haven't played a game that would require communication. So I have not plugged my headset into it. I hope that if I were to do that today, it would work. Right. Uh, and so I think this is probably the, the game that's worth trying it for.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll have to get on some Overwatch one day. Yeah. But um the two the topics I want to talk to you about and the first one um bringing up is um uh, MMOs so you said there's a few people that jump back into World of Warcraft. Yep. Um what MMOs have you played and how far have you gotten in them?
0: Um which ones have I played? I've I've dabbled with quite a few. Uh-huh. Uh The 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 only two that I put serious time into were World of Warcraft and the Old Republic, okay, and Terra. Terra, yeah. And then I've played a little bit of the free one on PS4. Um, the Heroes one.
1: Oh, the superhero one. Yeah. DC Universe.
0: Yeah, DC Universe. Uh, the Star Trek. MMO, okay. Uh, Age of Conan, Lord of the Rings Online. Hmm. Oh, it's probably most of them. Okay, there might be a couple more.
1: So uh, I think you'd never hit max level. <laughs> nope,
0: not okay. even close. I I generally play an MMO hardcore for a month or two. I'm loving it, but so. One of the considerations is I've almost always soloed every MMO, so it's real fun for the first 20 hours, and then things start to really slow down, and I don't have a guild or a group or a friend, and it ends up dragging on a little bit, so then I'm a little less excited to play, so I play a little bit less, and then I start trying to do some calculations in my head. Am I playing it enough to justify 15 bucks a month? Right. And then, you know, once I get to that point pretty quickly, it tails off and then that's about it. So I usually get 20 to 30 hours into them and then, and it peters out and I'm done. Hmm. The division, if you count the division as an MMO, same thing so far.
1: Uh, I'd say it's more of a co-op game. I mean, you can, yeah. I mean, you know, I would, I would liken that more to like Diablo. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, the reason why I bring it up is because I'm attempting to hit max level in an MMO. And currently, I'm, I mean, I'm playing, I'm doing Guild Wars 2. Oh, interesting. And, uh, I've played, I've had Guild Wars 2 since the day it released because I was totally on board. I played a little bit of the, um, the beta. And I was like, all right, I like what this is doing. I actually had a few people that were going to get it. We were going to play together. And I'm a video game reviewer, so I didn't have time to play it all the time. Right. So my buddies went on without me, and I ended up, you know, teetering off. I went back to it multiple times and always made it to, like, level 20 or 30, stopped playing Start back up, playing, and start a new character kind of thing. But for some reason, I I want to hit max level in something. So I'm going to I'm doing that right now. I'm attempting to do it right now. Mm, How close are you? Um, I'm 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 slow. I'm slow going. Um, just uh you know hour here, hour there kind of thing. But uh, right now I'm currently I think. Thirty, level thirty, mm. in Guild Wars Two. Um, I really like that game a lot. Um, but yeah, I have to solo this. I have, yeah. That's that's, that's the only thing I can do. Is, but the thing is, is that Guild Wars Two is is kind of special because I I absolutely adored the game when it came out uh because. You can kind of solo that game. Um, it, what they do instead of grouping up with people, they have events that pop up on the map and says, Hey, there's an event going on nearby. So mm-hmm. you go, you go there and there's just a ton of people doing this event. So you kind of make like a makeshift party out of all the people that are doing the event and you kind of work together to take down this boss or, you know, stop this, these waves of enemies coming and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, that's what I really liked about it. So it's kind of soloable. Um, there are dungeons that require like, you know, a multi-person party to go into kind of thing. And I think they're instances. Uh, I have not done them. In fact, I really don't know how to access them yet. Um, <laughs> and, and but I think, I know that there's some that's close to like level 30 or 35 or somewhere around in there. I think you can do one of them at level 30. I'm not certain, though. And, see, since it's been so long since I've played that game, there's a an expansion that came out for it, and I don't know what I can and can't do as far as expansion stuff goes. Oh, uh, right. And you have to pay for the expansion. The game's free to play. Uh It went free to play about a year ago, maybe a little bit less than a year ago. Um, so you can play the base game for free right now, um, but you know to get the the DLC you have to obviously buy it. Yep. And I don't know if I want to commit to buying it if I am going to peter off again from it.
0: Yeah, I think one of my biggest disappointments was the Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, because I was um, pretty excited about that. Oh and- God.
1: Everybody was on board with that game. I bought it on PS4. I was so yep. ready. I dropped maybe seven, eight hours in that game. I said, wow, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not getting this at all. I know there's a person that's, uh, he's probably listening to this right now, uh, who is absolutely adoring that game, um, which is David White Hippo. Um, hmm hate
0: fucking max level everything I uh, yeah, I thought that was going to be my one great console MMO right and I yeah I, I don't even know what it was about I don't think there's anything wrong with it it's a combination of maybe it felt a bit familiar mixed with I, I just didn't give it the time to really get into it to learn its systems and its you know its rewards right I don't know I'm attempting it with Guild Wars too. So you said you're at level thirty. How how long did that take you? Well, um you know, I really don't know, to be honest
1: with you. Um so there's a few things, there's a few stipulations. So a lot of the stuff that you can get is account bound. So all my gold transferred over to this new character that I've collected over the years. Um all the materials that I've gathered are are with that character. Um, as well as like special rewards that they give you for logging in consecutively. So Guild hmm. Wars 2 rewards you with logins like consecutive state. So I had items called Tomes of Knowledge, which automatically level you up one level. Uh, I had eight of those. Huh. So I went ahead and used those.
0: It's a nice boost.
1: Yeah. Um, so I am, I guess I'm technically like level 24,
0: somewhere around in there. Do they level you up a level regardless of which level you're at? Yeah. Hmm. So you could be almost at max level and just use one of those and go with max level. Yeah, it seems like you'd want to hold on to those as long as possible. Then.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I was like, eh, I'm just gonna go ahead and use them because I was like, if if I'm ever going to max level, it's gonna be this character right in here right now. Yeah. So I mean, I was like, if I just hang on to them, I'll be like, oh, I'll use them on a different character. Um. So yeah, I'm um. I'm going through that. It's okay. I'm I'm having a good time with it. Um I don't know what it is about MMOs. I just kind of drop off. I just you know, I I don't I don't play enough to join a guild. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, that's my problem. And I have done that a couple of times, but everybody plays so much more than I do that even if I find a group of people that are at my level, you know, we go on a few quests, maybe we do the same thing the next day. I think it's going to work. Then I don't play it again for a month and they're already at the end of the game and I'm you know looking for a new group. Yeah.
1: And that's that's my biggest thing and and the big thing about uh, Guild Wars 2 is like there's a huge PvP aspect to it, which I have no interest in. Mm-hmm. Um it's it is a huge PvP thing. There's whole there's PvP and there's also world versus world where you take di- on different servers. Oh, interesting. They hold tournaments and stuff. It's nuts. Like, Guild Wars 2 is a pretty huge game. Um, and, uh, cause I follow them on Twitter, like just the, the account for Guild Wars 2 and they're constantly having stuff. Like, I, like they got a Halloween thing going on right now, which I forgot was happening. I forgot <laughs> we, I forgot we were in October. And, um, <laughs> so I, I, the fun thing is like, I was, I was just, you know, walking around doing quests and all of a sudden this gigantic fucking door just pops up. Huh. in the middle of the road. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I clicked on it and it takes me to this area of the Halloween stuff. And it's all level 80 enemies. I'm like, okay, I don't need to be here right
0: now. Yeah. My mistake. Wrong door. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and so I just like, yeah, I need to leave. And so I left that and I was like, yeah, I'll come back to that later, but I don't think I it may be next October before I can do any of it. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, For some reason, I don't know what it is. I just feel compelled. I've always, I've always loved the thought of an MMO, you know? Yeah. Destiny was kind of my MMO, you know, and I, I fell hardcore for that game. And I just, I, I want to have that feeling. I want to do like a a huge raid with a bunch of people
0: just to see how it is. Do you think VR could breathe any new life into MMOs? Oh God, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how either, but one of my, you know, if I have one main problem with an MMO, it's that having to solo it, it gets very boring and very repetitive. Yeah. And, you know, if if at least the ideal of VR is that it makes things more immersive, you know, maybe there's a way to care more. But you, you'd probably need to introduce a different structure to an MMO at the same time you introduce VR. Right, not you know. If you just took the current experience in VR, I think it would be just as boring, but bigger. Yeah, that's I, to me. I have no interest
1: in VR, so I I have the, it would do nothing for me. Mm. Is my thing. I mean, I was like, I don't care about you know being immersed in anything like that. I'm more of like a give me RPGs, give me stat tracking. You know, <laughs> like I want
0: what, I want what I'm comfortable with. I want yeah. what I'm used to.
1: I want you know, just you know, condition damage and boons and all this other stuff, you know, like I get that stuff. Yeah. Right, this is gonna give me more power, that's what I wanna know. Um, which I've all that's what I've always loved about MMOs or, or even
0: RPGs in general. Yeah. Um So the, there's still the one so there's always been one MMO that I still want to play. It's uh-huh. still the top of my list. Eve Eve online. I know it's going to be awful. I know I'm going to drop off and not play it for more than two months. <laughs> I know that. I know that going in. I'm, I'm not fooling myself to thinking this one's going to be different. Uh-huh. I'm aware of that, but there's something something about it, something compelling that I, just, I feel like I need to play it at some point in my life.
1: The stories that come out of that game
0: yeah. are in fucking
1: Sane. So, people who don't know, I just had to bring this up because you brought up Eve Online. I like, there's stories. I read this, like, it, it was a massive story that I think, in fact, I think Massively, which rest in peace Massively, um, wrote an article about. And it was about how they have these inside wars in Eve Online where. A guild, this is calling guilds, um, a guild, um, will fight against another guild and try to steal their shit. And I'm not talking about like, oh, like you, you get a, a better gun or some shit like that. I'm talking like credits for game time. So World of Warcraft actually does this now where if you play yep. enough of the game, you can earn in-game time, which means you essentially have a free-to-play MMO. So I, I think it, I don't know how much gold it costs to get a 15-month or a 15 a 15-dollar $15 card or whatever uh, equivalent, but you can they're on the they're on the house like on the the auction house. So you can trade however much gold you've earned to you know purchase in-game time. Well, they have that in EVE Online. And they have it in tokens, basically. Um, and you have to basically have them in your inventory. And I read this article talking about how they, like, these bands of guild members would, like, bum rush these guys who had in-game credits (laughs) on their ship and destroy them and steal the credits. It's
0: nuts. And not to mention that ship could have taken a year to like pay for an yeah. upgrade, and then it's just gone. Yeah. And that sounds awful. It sounds really shitty to me. People are just gonna gank my stuff. But on the other hand, yeah, you know, there, there's some incentive. It's like it's like paintball. If it didn't hurt at all, nobody would care. Or gambling without money. Right. You know wh- what's the point of playing poker? You just go all in on every hand. You got to have those repercussions to some degree. And maybe Eve Online has that a bit differently than other MMOs. That's
1: just—it's crazy. There's literally space pirates out there yeah. stealing your shit. So I don't know. It's—I mean, like the, the, the Eve Online—I will never touch that game. That game is too scary for me. <laughs> yeah. Like what I like about Guild Wars is kind of like it's kind of like an action MMO where you actually have like positioning means something. You know, like in World of Warcraft, if you click on a guy and you hit attack, it doesn't matter if he's 10 feet away, it's still going to hit him kind of thing.
0: Yep. That's and why get, I love Terra. Terra was yeah. really fun for a, you know, kind of an, an action game.
1: Yeah. Well, Guild Wars is like that. So, uh, you know, you had to be standing in front of a guy to hit him with a sword, you know, kind of thing. But uh I don't know. I played World of Warcraft uh for a little while. I was a, a subscriber for probably three months and hit mm-hmm. probably like level 30-something. And uh, I don't know. I just dropped off. I felt like I, I'm I'm wasting my money on this because I don't play it enough, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm attempting that in Guild Wars. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Is,
0: that's is that a goal for this year or just a a life goal?
1: That's just a life goal. I want to hit max level in an MMO.
0: Yeah, I I I know that I uh I felt pretty proud of myself. One of my crowning achievements was when I hit max level in Killzone Three. Uh, for the online part, I had never sort of prestiged a shooter before. And then they added on a, a bunch more levels after that, so I, I don't count those. I don't right. see them. I've prestiged
1: in, prestige in Call of Duty 4 six times. Damn. I played the living shit out of Call of Duty 4, but yeah. um, God, my Call of Duty days are over. <laughs> <laughs> I played the beta of the last one that came out, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't do this anymore." <laughs> it's back just, back
0: when I was young,
1: yeah, back when I was like twenty, shit, nothing better to do. That's all I did. Like, yeah, Call of Duty Two, man, that was my fucking jam. Call of Duty Two and the original Gears of War. I played those every single night. Guaranteed. But, yeah, nah, I can't do that anymore. Huh. Nope. I do play a lot of Overwatch, though. I guess that is my Call of Duty now. But, yeah, this, I don't know. For some reason, I just... Um, and I flirted with the idea of actually like downloading World of Warcraft because you can play it for free up until level 20.
0: Yep, I've got a free account, but then I still feel like I'm I'm not wasting money, but I feel like I'm wasting time. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, if I'm going to progress a character, I should progress one I care about, not this nonsensical, you know, starter character that can't link up to my normal character. And, you know, I t- to me that type of free-to-play is a great way to demo a new class, but it's not really something I want to invest a ton of time into. Oh, Can you that? play that Can you play it all the way to to the end of the game, I thought, I thought you could only play to like level twenty or something.
1: Oh, I thought they just basically when you hit level twenty, it says, "Okay, you need to start paying now." I thought that yeah. was how it worked. I don't know. I've never tried it.
0: Yeah, I, I have a bunch, but they're all you know. I, I just was trying different characters. I didn't really get them past level, you know, ten.
1: Right. Okay. Well, no, I, I don't know. I flirted with the idea of just downloading it just to see if I remember everything, but
0: that's changed a lot. I mean. Probably no game has changed more. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, that's uh... yeah. Th- these guys now are playing Legion, the newest expansion, because the the well, this this guy is playing it because you can boost all the way to 100. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, I don't have to worry about the fact that I haven't been playing it for the last 10 years. So he's loving it, though. Like I said, highly addicted. Right.
1: Well, um, and the other topic I wanted to bring up since it's Halloween was horror movies. You seen any lately?
0: Uh, I've seen one lately. Yeah, what and was it? Blair Witch Two, uh, I guess, or Blair Witch Three, I guess. Or
1: was, was, is it just called Blair Witch? Uh, maybe. I think that's what it's called. See, the first one's called the Blair Witch Project. And the second one was called Blair, the Blair. Is it called the Blair Witch Project: Book of Shadows?
0: Yeah, the new one's just called Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Okay. So you and saw I that? Think, yeah, I think the first one was the Blair Witch Project.
1: Okay. Uh, what'd you think of Blair Witch? Ah, uh, not that great. No. Mm.
0: I mean, I'll give it some props just for the fact that it doesn't follow the same formula as most of the horror movies over the last few years, which so many of them have just been kind of cookie cutter with no soul this this one was in some ways more interesting, but in some ways it was you know it's just just another horror movie is, is what I would call it right you know it doesn't really do anything novel it doesn't really explain anything not that you would really expect it would if you've seen the first one right. Um, I guess it ties in in an okay way to the first one, but the, the characters you don't really care about all that much. I don't know. It, it, to me, it was not one of the standouts. And, and again, while I was in Chicago, I saw essentially every horror movie that came out in a two-year span. Every single movie that came out in the theater, I saw it. And in all of that time, I think there was only probably four or five that I would really hold up and say, "Yeah, these movies were really good horror movies uh-huh. and ninety percent ninety five percent of them were were not worth not worth the effort of watching them paying ten dollars to watch them
1: you know i haven't I haven't watched a new horror movie, and I don't know how you know the the last ri- the last new horror movie I think I watched was, oh, God, what was it called? Uh, The Woman in Black? The first one? Yeah, the other one with Daniel Radcliffe? Yep. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. I think, because I saw that right when it came out on, like, DVD, and I think that was the last, like, horror movie that was relevant at the time. Yeah. I haven't touched a single horror movie in in years, except for, like, classic ones.
0: Yeah, the last one I watched before Blair Witch actually was one that was really well-rated, I think, and I didn't like it. Which one was it? Usually it's the opposite. Uh, It's called It Follows. Yeah, everybody's told me I should watch that one. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, okay. Yeah, for for a horror movie, is unbelievable. Uh, And, you know... The things that I just said as positives about Blair Witch, I would say are even more positives about it. It follows, but to me, there was just no payoff. There was not. There, there was just not enough to justify it. Interesting, interesting premise. Maybe I need to watch it again. Uh, I don't know. I just I felt like that whole movie. I was waiting for something that never came.
1: So, I, I'm getting. I I get all these fucking movies confused. Like, that's the problem. It's like the past five, six years of horror movies,
0: they all meld together.
1: The Conjuring, are those good?
0: The first Conjuring is one of those, you know, I mentioned there's four or five movies that I would hold up. That first Conjuring is one of those movies. Okay. Which is interesting to me because it's the only one that I would call a really strong horror movie that is sort of still formulaic. Okay. Okay. So you know, the I, to me the immediate, I, I think it came out right after The Conjuring, but movies like Sinister,
1: yeah, say so, so that Sinister, Insidious,
0: Insidious, the first Insidious th- I thought was okay, but maybe that's because my expectations were very low because I, I, it was a Netflix horror movie as opposed to a movie theater horror movie. Okay, but all, almost all of the rest of those movies follow that same pattern. That the Conjuring does, but the Conjuring for some reason I think was a bit stronger, a little bit better acted, a little bit better shot, a little bit less predictable, you know, maybe just the right amount of jump out scares versus creepy dread. And it it, it basically nailed that formula, and there's been fifty movies to come out since the Conjuring, just like the Conjuring, that have failed to capture that.
1: Yeah. That's the thing and, is like they all they all seem the same.
0: They, yeah, they are all are all about the same. Which no. is of some of the other ones that I thought were really strong were different, like Mama. If you've ever seen that one, never heard of it. Uh, it, it it's some way connected with Guillermo del Toro. Okay. I don't know if he wrote it, directed it, both, but it, it definitely has his feel, almost like a like a Neil Gaiman story. It's a bit it's a bit like a fairy tale almost. Mm-hmm. And that that was a movie that was okay. Too strong, maybe a bit formulaic throughout the movie, and then ended well, which most of these horror movies I feel like end very, very poorly. Uh, the Babadook I thought was a pretty good one. Yeah, I've heard that was actually really good too. Yeah, that was one of the one of the better ones. I thought the remake of The Evil Dead was pretty good. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it felt it felt to me like it it walked the line well between an homage to the first movie and. A new horror movie, yeah. So you know, it gave me both both aspects of what I wanted.
1: Good God, when when did the Evil Dead remake come out?
0: Mm, I want to say three years ago.
1: Three years ago? God, I thought it was later than that. Let me see here. I gotta look that up. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Damn, I thought it was longer than that. So yeah, I guess I guess the Evil Dead came out after the Woman in Black or whatever. So I guess that was a, a relevant movie. I saw, I saw that because it's the Evil Dead. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, I mean, it, it, there it, we all know Evil Dead as goofy, you know, the the, the goofy shit with Ash Williams kind of thing. Um But it, the first movie, see, that was the thing was like the Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead had a few goofy moments, but for the most part, that was a legit horror movie. Yep, it didn't start getting goofy till Evil Dead Two, and then Army of Darkness, obviously. Um, and this remake, holy shit! <laughs> I I fucking love that remake. Yeah. I, and I I I don't I couldn't tell you why. I mean, there was some creepy moments like when she's coming up out of the fucking the the basement thing, the cellar door thing. That yeah. was creepy. But then they turned it up. They turned it up to. Let's yeah. go fucking nuts.
0: Boatloads of blood.
1: Like fucking raining blood <laughs> and chainsawing. And I'm just like, fuck yes, this is amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, so
1: they kind of like, they kind of leaned into Evil Dead 2 while still being serious. Um, and I fucking love that. And then of course at the end with after the credits, it shows the real Ash Williams for one second. And I yep. was like, "Yep, that's perfect." So I, I really like that one. Um, I don't know. Like, I, maybe I should try. I, like, I, for some reason, I've always had this, this, this feeling that I should watch. Like, everybody has recommended it. Follows. Maybe I should watch that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll give it another try. But I, I was unimpressed.
1: I know a few people recommended um "Don't Breathe."
0: Yeah, I watched that. It was okay. It, it was. Better than what I would really expect from a Netflix horror movie. Is that a Netflix horror movie?
1: I was in theaters. Was it? Yeah. Which Don't one breathe. Am I of? Don't breathe is the one where the the three uh, criminals are breaking into a blind man's house. Blind woman's house. No, blind man. And he's like turning out all the lights.
0: Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it's on. I thought it was on Netflix.
1: Nah, What's,
0: uh, I watched something else. Then I'm not sure what I'm thinking of.
1: You're You're thinking of uh, Hush. Hush, which yeah, is a right. a woman who is being tracked down by this killer guy, and she's I think she's deaf, so she can't yep. hear him. Yep. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I don't think I've seen Don't Breathe. Then.
1: Yeah, that just recently came out in theaters, probably a few months ago. Um, I heard like one of my roommates. Went and saw it, and he said he actually really enjoyed it. He said it, he said it's not like what you'd think it is.
0: Hmm.
1: So, I'm expecting probably a plot twist somewhere there. But, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, to me, classic horror movies are the best I usually watch. Yeah. I like, you can guarantee sometime either this week or next week, I'm going to watch The Thing
0: because that's my all-time oh, favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, Don't Breathe Is Still in the movie theater.
1: I mean, it may have been less than a month ago.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I searched for it and it shows me the playtime's playing tonight. 9.45. Um, but yeah, no, The Thing, man.
1: That yeah, The Thing's a classic. My all-time favorite horror movie. Um... If you have not watched the thing, you need to watch the thing. Oh yes. It's got some of the best practical effects. It's it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I like the thing. I also like every spin-off of the thing. There was at least two different X-Files episodes that were like the thing.
1: Yeah, I remember those. Although the the prequel make of the thing was bad. Did you ever watch it? What was it called? It, uh, God, I can't remember what it was called. I'm pretty sure it was just called The Thing with like a, like, I don't know. But the thing, was it a remake? No, it wasn't a remake. It was, it was, you remember the Russian scientists that were there before the Americans got there? It's, it's mm-hmm. about what happened to them.
0: Oh, cause it says there was a 2011 remake of The Thing. It wasn't really a remake. Yeah, no. It looks like I, there's separately there's a thing prequel. Yeah, what was it called?
1: I'm pretty sure it was called the things. It may have just been called the thing. Huh. Which the thing, you know, the thing is about the thing is it's actually a remake. John Carpenter's movie is a remake of a 1950s movie called The Thing from Outer Space.
0: Hmm. Wait, is this one from
1: 2011?
0: The prequel? Yeah.
1: Okay. So it's got that girl that played Ramona Flowers in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. At least I think that was her. Huh? Can't remember. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's one of the things
0: I can you can guarantee I'm gonna watch. I like. There was a TV show that reminded me of the thing. Also, not just an episode or two, but it was called Helix. I don't know if you ever watched that. I've heard of it but I haven't watched it. Yes, yeah, pretty good show. It was 2014. I got maybe two seasons. Um but it it's got right uh, it it's the thing mixed with a bunch of other stuff obviously cuz as a TV show you need all kinds of conspiracies and twists and turns but right. For for what it was, I think it was pretty okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Like what else is a classic horror movie nowadays?
0: Halloween. Yeah, I mean I I actually didn't mind as far as remakes go before they were maybe quite as in vogue as they are now, there was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Yeah. I thought that one was pretty good. I watched that. I've watched the remake of um
1: Friday the 13th. I watched the remake of uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. That one was bad. <laughs> Friday the thir- 13th was okay. I, I'll tell you what I I actually really enjoyed, um, the Halloween remake. Is
0: that, was that was the one made. by
1: Rob Zombie? Rob Zombie, yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I like how I delve deeper into just the mind of Mike Myers.
0: Yeah, I've always wanted to watch. There's one Rob Zombie movie that I have not seen at all. That was sort of considered, at least from what I re- what I remember of the advertising or of the reviews, was that it was a bit less shock horror, like you know House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Right. And it was a bit more atmospheric. So Lords of Salem.
1: I haven't seen that one. I have seen House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects isn't a horror movie. That's a you want to feel bad movie, huh. and feel disgusted. Yeah, movie. I I don't know. It's uh. I don't know. I just like yeah. Th- that's my biggest problem right now with horror is that they all kind of feel the same. Yeah,
0: and, that, and that's one reason I like the Rob Zombie ones. They feel, I guess, sort of thematically similar to each other, or at least uh, aesthetically similar. Yeah, but but they feel different than sort of this slate of the Conjuring ripoffs, and also I got to meet Sid Haig, who is in I think most of the Rob Zombie movies. Okay, there was a horror slash tattoo convention in Nashville, and he was like the biggest star at it. Right, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Cool. He's far more friendly than he looks in the movies. That's for sure. (laughs) I can't. Which one is that one? He's the big one. That's. Big guy, bald guy, dressed up like a clown. Clown? The you're clown guy? guy. Yeah. yeah, okay, I know you don't want that. Yeah, that's a...
1: I don't know, it's... I I, I want to find something. I, I, think, I think I may try It Follows.
0: Yeah, It Follows is probably an easier one to watch. I, I really want to watch Lords of Salem. That's pretty high on my list of horror movies that I have missed that I want to see. The... Um...
1: Yeah, I don't know. So, like, I watched that. I mean, I, I think it's cheesy as hell, but I'm still, I'm still a big fan of, uh, of, um, God, uh, from dusk till dawn.
0: Oh yeah, it's a classic.
1: It's so dumb. And, most
0: uh, my problem with most of the classic horror movies is that they're so corny now that you, I, I still love them. I still watch them, but I watch them for very different reasons. Yeah. Most of them are not like Fright Night. Have you ever seen Fright Night?
1: I've seen Fright Night, yeah.
0: Like that that movie's not scary.
1: Yeah. American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Was that movie always kind of teetered on the on the horror plus kind of funny movie? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: So, but I mean there was some great practical effects in that movie. Um Friday Night may, may have been a little, bit, a little bit like that, too. I mean, maybe – I think that movie might have always been a little intentionally corny. Right.
1: It's like the Sam Raimi movies have always had that kind of – I wouldn't say corny, but just this tinge of goofy to them. Like, Like, I really enjoyed Drag Me to Hell.
0: Yep, that's the one I was going to bring up because yeah. – I, I'm pretty sure I must have told you, but we we started. We were gonna watch. We were gonna have horror movie nights in in this lab that I was working in in Chicago, uh-huh. and we we're trying to figure out the movie to kick it all off. And I said, you know, I want a scary movie, but I want one that isn't gonna turn people off. So I'm like, this is fun. It's scary. It's crazy. It's so highly rated. Uh, this will be the one that woos everybody in, and they hated it.
1: Everybody hated Drag Me to Hell, really.
0: Well, partially it's partially they just hated the concept of it. They, I think they what they wanted was the scariest movie ever, and I was trying to find something that was maybe just a good movie and also scary. But there was also a guy that was there who was a little drunk, so he was talking through the whole movie. And there, the one scene in particular, I think somebody gets like hit in the head. And then the eyes pop out of the sockets and go right into somebody else's mouth. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was when she was in the car. (laughs) Yeah, and then, and so at that scene, she was like, all right, let's just turn this off. This is, I don't want to watch this. This is stupid. And I'm like, uh, sorry. (laughs) I thought thought this would be a good pick. Apparently not. Well, geez. Wrong group. They would have, they would have hated bad movie night. Hmm. I just, uh, I
1: think, yeah. I mean, that's, that's my biggest thing. I mean, if you want to start out with a good horror movie that's legit creepy horror, I mean, that, that, the thing is the best thing for that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's like, you know, to me, that's tension plus horror plus paranoia. Yep. It's perfect. God, I love that fucking movie.
0: It also fits in with like my favorite, like subgenre, which is that those people like trapped in a small space. Yeah. Like Cube or Devil. And it, because even more than, you know, the thing that is there, it is that paranoia. It's that, it's like a pressure cooker. People are getting more and more stressed, and the way that people, like, break and lash out, I find to be fascinating.
1: That, that's one of the things that I find it so intriguing is, is a movie that basically throws everybody in a certain, in one area. Yep. Kind of thing. Um, one of the movies that I absolutely loved that I, I don't think got enough attention was uh, Dread, the remake to Judge Dread. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved that movie because it all takes place in that apartment complex and they're trapped there with tons of gangsters. And I was like, yes, this is what I want. Cause I, like, I didn't realize that going into the movie. I went into that movie, my, like, my buddy had already owned it. I hadn't, I didn't watch it. And we went over to his place. it was like, yeah, let's watch Dread. So we started playing it and like after the first fifteen minutes they're in this apartment complex and I had the realization they're gonna be stuck in here this entire movie. And they're like, Yeah. I was like, this is fucking perfect. I want I want this. Yeah. And it's trying to find a way out while surviving. I love that about those kind of type of movies. Yep. Um and you know, there's certain ones that's kinda like that. Um God, there's there's multiple ones. There was one God, what was the name of that freaking movie? Um I can't think of it for the life of me. It was in the eighties, and it was about this kid and his buddy who opened up a portal to hell.
0: Um The Gate. The Gate. I love that movie. That's that, one of my
1: that's so one of my good.
0: favorite horror movies from when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, it's so good because that that movie, you know, back in the 80s, you know, you had violence and you had kids that cursed and you had scary stuff because kids can handle that shit. Nowadays, they kind of can't handle that shit. But that movie was disturbing to a little kid. Now it's kind of halfway goofy. But I fucking adore that movie now. It scared the living shit out of me when I was a kid. Yep. But now I, I wouldn't watch that movie probably a couple years ago, and I was like, I remember this movie. It was so fucking stupid, and it, it sure is. They got these little minions that run around. It's all claymation. <laughs> it's so it's so goofy and dumb, but it's so charming at the same time.
0: Yep, and that's a movie that has a lot of elements to it, or maybe just that the elements that I latched onto as a kid are different than the ones that I latch onto now. Yeah. So like. I remember the first few times I watched it when I was a kid. One of my favorite things ever was when they like are discovering the things by by playing the record backwards. Yeah, and they're like discovering a secret message. I'm like, oh, I should try that on all all our records.
1: Yeah, because that was that was the thing, you know. It's like you know, we don't you know listen to Ozzy Osbourne backwards. It's talking about Satan and stuff like that. And like these kids were like experimenting with that shit. And they fucking opened a portal to hell. (laughs) Yeah. And it was so good. It was so cheesy.
0: Yep. And it's got Uh, that nice eighties vibe of here's your typical suburban family, nice house, you know, two kids, two cars. You know, and then things start to go bad. And then when the parents leave and they're like trapped in the house and it gets really creepy with the phone calls and that's a good
1: movie. Yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, that that's what reminded me of it because they were kind of trapped in their house the entire time.
0: Yep. Which I was, love that. I love that scene when the parents show up outside, and the one of the kids runs out to hug them, and it, you know, obviously it's not the actual parents; it's like the demons impersonating the parents. That's so good. Yeah,
1: that's another great one. I think everybody should watch. There's there's one for Halloween for you. Halloween's coming
0: up. Watch the gate if you can find the gates. it. The gate. It's a good cover too. I can't if, remember if you remember the cover. the cover, so it's a cover. From what I remember, it's like the ground, and there's a bunch of claw marks, and you can see like the thing under the earth had made the claw marks, and you can see, I think you can see the eyes through the claw marks. So it's it's like coming out through the gate. Right. Even though in the movie it wasn't a giant thing with claws, well, it wasn't the end, but the hole itself was just a hole in the backyard. It wasn't a, it wasn't claw marks, but hmm. whatever. It's still a very evocative cover.
1: Yeah, those are those are a great movie. You know, the, another one that used to scare me as a kid, and going back to it, I, I kind of enjoy the movie itself. Was a uh, Silver Bullet, which was um, a Stephen King. Uh, I think it was a short story about Stephen King. Um, but they made it into a movie. And I think it has, um, God, Sean Astin in it, if I'm not mistaken. A really young Sean Astin. You ever seen that one?
0: I don't think I have.
1: Um, he is, uh, he's, I think he's paralyzed. Uh, he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And, um, Gary Busey plays his uncle. And he believes without a shadow of a doubt that he ran into a werewolf. And, um, he keeps telling Gary Busey, hey, th- there's a fucking werewolf out there. It's trying to kill us. And then he, he, you know, back in the 80s, kids, kids played with things that could hurt you. And, um, he, he, he loved bottle rockets. And he shot a bottle rocket at the werewolf and hit it in the eye. And then he runs into somebody in town who has a eye patch over his eye and he said he hit, he got hurt. And he's like, that's the werewolf. And so it's all about him trying to, pin trying to find him as a werewolf and trying to stop him. And, um, you know, he finally convinces Gary Busey that there is one and he goes and he makes silver bullets to kill werewolves and stuff. It was it, like, that's another one of those. It's really scary as a kid, but now it's kind of, I wouldn't say goofy, but it's just, it's not that scary anymore. Um, that's another great one in my opinion. Hmm. Um, yeah,
0: I might have to check that out.
1: Yeah because it's that that was a really good one because it was just really atmospheric because it was it was also a horror movie but then also kind of like a mystery movie where he was trying to figure out who who the werewolf was and stuff like that. Really good movie. But anyway, well, I'm going to stop it right there because I know you got to get on your NaNoWriMo
0: podcast. Yeah, inaugural episode for season 2. There you go.
1: And uh but yeah, there's some there's some nice horror movie suggestions for you guys the thing obviously you have to get the there. thing and the that. gate watch the, some th- the yeah. movies yeah <laughs> the gate is a good one if you want to watch a kid friendly one i don't know um monster squad it's kind of a yeah. kid friendly one it's a good one yeah that's a classic like little eighties uh movie um What's another good kid-friendly one? What's the one with uh, uh, Fred Savage and um, Howie Mandel? Was it just called Uh, Monsters?
0: Little Monsters, maybe?
1: Maybe Little Monsters. Yeah. One where they live up under his closet. Or not under his closet, under his bed. Under his bed. Yeah, it's it's
0: Little Monsters. That's a movie I also loved as a kid. I tried to watch that a couple years ago. I couldn't get through it. Really? I hated it. I was like, I, I don't want to watch another second. Because I don't want to tarnish the memory I have of this movie. I haven't the game, seen it in a long was, time. Oh, don't, don't, please don't watch it. Don't watch Little Monsters, okay? It's so awful. Okay. Uh, I, it, I don't know. I maybe I had I just loved that movie a lot from when I was a kid, and maybe. maybe I just don't really don't like Howie Mandel. Maybe that's what it is. Could be. Could I be just though. I found him so annoying in the movie. I could barely get through it. Oof. I just remember he he kissed in his apple juice. That's all I remember. (laughs) Yeah, he's a lot more slapstick than I remember. Right. A lot more like intentionally goofy. Like Beetlejuice. Yeah, except annoying. Beetlejuice is pretty fucking annoying. Is it? I haven't seen that movie in a long time.
1: I saw that movie a few years ago. Um, I don't know. It's more of a comedy than a horror
0: movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kid friendly. I'm thinking comedy. What's the one with uh Oh shit what movie is that? It reminds me of Fright Night, But Frighteners? The Frighteners? Yeah. Uh
1: the one with your, uh Huh?
0: There there's your comedy.
1: The The Frighteners is actually a really good movie. Yeah. Um, it's um. God, Michael J. Fox is in that movie.
0: Yeah, Michael J. Fox, directed by Peter Jackson.
1: Yeah, directed by Peter Jackson. It's got, it's got a lot more violence in than what you think. Uh, um. Yeah,
0: that's why that, that's that's why I was saying. I, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking what's kid friendly. I'm thinking what's funny. But some of these movies might not be terribly kid friendly, but they are funny.
1: Yeah, The Frighteners is a fantastic movie. If you've never seen that movie, you should probably watch that movie. Um, especially about a Michael J. Fox is kind of like a psychic. He can see dead people. Um, and it's him basically going throughout his life talking to dead people. Um, but there's some legitimately creepy moments in that movie too. Um, God, that's a great movie. I forgot about that movie.
0: Yeah. Roger Ebert says it's appalling. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> I really like the Frighteners. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did too.
1: He gave it one star. But yeah, not you know that's the thing is like I'm trying to think of of kid-friendly scary movies. The, the Monster Squad, that's the best one.
0: Yeah, that is the best one.
1: And I think that's I, I don't think that movie was
0: watched enough.
1: Like I don't think a lot of people know what that movie is.
0: They did just come they re-released it for maybe a 20th anniversary or something. Like a Blu-ray or something. Yeah, they came out like a special edition. Or re-release. Right.
1: Think of Monster Squad kind of like the Goonies, but with horror-themed monsters like Dracula. Like, you know, yeah. like the old Bela Lugosi Dracula. The, the Wolf Mummy Man. Wolfman. Like, those are all in it, and it's kind of like what you remember is Dracula kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a pretty good one. I need to go back and watch that movie. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I remember watching it as a kid. But uh yeah. there. That's some good talks. That was good.
0: Yeah, it's been a while since we were able to catch up.
1: Yeah. I love talking about movies. Especially like horror movies and stuff from the past. But yeah, that's it for us. I don't know when we're
0: gonna record Eternal yeah, Darkness.
1: The next, the next episode will be the last episode of Eternal Darkness.
0: It's the curse of Eternal Darkness.
1: Yeah. No, I'm beating that fucker. I don't know about <laughs> you. Uh, I'm, um, I plan on beating that sucker real soon. Um, I'm, I'm going to be out of town this weekend, but, um, I'll be back, you know, pretty much all of next week. I know you're going to be gone all of next week, right? Yep. It may be the first of November. We may have to push back um, Mass Effect a week and uh, go with that. I know you got to do Nano
0: Yeah, but that shouldn't that sh- shouldn't have any effect on finishing up uh, Eternal Darkness. Yeah, I mean, if you can, when you leave Friday after work, Friday
1: you got two days. To plow through that game And to be honest with you Where we are right now Maybe four hours at the most mm. Probably I'm thinking I could be wrong I don't know But yeah We'll uh, we'll play it by ear um, If need be I may have another intermission Next week I may bring Jay on Or somebody like that So But we'll figure something out But Until then I'm Drew And I'm Matt and we're out of here. I hope you guys have a great Halloween. And uh, I'll be back next week talking about something with somebody. I don't know what, but we'll figure <laughs> it out. You guys have a great one.